intro um well hello and welcome to the dc uk podcast this is season four episode 20 and believe it or not this is the 97th ever episode which just boggles my mind so we're almost at number 100 unreal absolutely unbelievable but as always i'm your host james graham great to see the chat is already kicking off so a few shout outs hello to michael hello to Stu. Hello to Isaiah and hello to Heather. Welcome to the show. If you're new to watching and you're out there and you're not dropped a chat, drop us a little message in there. It'd be great to see all those all those guys out there, all you people out there. Um, it'd be awesome to hear where you're where you're listening from as well. Are you listening on your phone? On on your on your trip home? Are you just sat at home shooting some people on Sniper Elite? Um, like I know somebody actually is doing, um, or whatever it is you're doing. Um, as you can tell, I'm just sat at home talking to you guys, as you can see, if you're watching, there's a little play area for my little lad. Um, anyway, we've got a bit of a, an epic episode as always. We'll do a little bit of trivia to start the show off. We'll go through the news. We'll review that match from last weekend because, you know, we have to, even though it's a little bit depressing, um, some great um, comments out there when I asked what you guys thought. So if you've got any comments about the game against Philadelphia, please do drop them in the chat. Um, we will be talking about the game this weekend against Atlanta. Uh, so again, same, if you've got any thoughts, any questions about that, please drop them in there. And, you know, if all those questions that you've got, um, anything else, doesn't matter, even if it's not soccer related, just hit them in the chat. We'll answer them at the end of the show. And we'll wrap it up by giving you that answer to that trivia question that we'll give you in a very small moment, sir, as I was listening across the pond in New York City, the big NYC, the big Apple. Been there, very busy. It was mental. I remember back in, when was it? 2019, so just before, the year before the whole pandemic, we went out there. Took a couple of days, went over to DC to uh, for my birthday. Went to see DC versus Montreal. Drew nil nil, clean sheet. Just no goals in that one. Um, and then did NYC again, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Heights, beautiful area. Really enjoyed it. Um, would I go again? I probably would, but only to see all the other bits of New York, not just the Manhattan area and the, the standard touristy areas. I want to see a few other, other places around. So uh, let's kick, kick things off. Um, trivia. So the question is all about um, the game this weekend. So I guess our upcoming, upcoming opponents, and that's what I will always aim to do with these. Uh, so this week's question, which is about to come up on screen, um, but if you're not watching, you're listening. Um, it is in 13 games against Atlanta United, DC United have had 13 different goal scorers. So 13 games, 13 different goal scorers. But who scored the most goals for DC United against Atlanta? That's a good one. I like it. It surprised me a little bit when I uh, when I was looking at this one. Um 
So I would love to hear what you guys think out there. Obviously, pop them in the chat as always. Um, if you're listening, drop me a little DM, see what you think. But before you get to the end of the show, um, because I just cheat and we don't like cheats. Uh, so we've got a few bits of news. I will reveal the answer to the trivia question at the end of the show. So get your thinking caps on. We've got plenty of time to have a little think. Um, but yes, a few news points. So let's play the, uh, the odd thing. So coming up on today's news, um, the big one that came out today um, that uh, Pablo had uh, tweeted, it looks like Benteke will be uh, traveling to Atlanta this weekend. So potentially he'll be making his debut. I know I said that last time against Philly and I was wrong, but this time even Pablo is saying it. So there's a little bit more uh, credibility to it. I would love to see him make his debut this weekend. Uh, he hasn't played for a little while. So I don't expect him to be starting in the lineup um, from the get-go. I would imagine he'll come in off the bench, probably out of time or something like that. Or if he does start, it'll be subbed off for like 60 minutes or something. But for a striker, I'd want him to make an impact. So I'd rather him come off the bench rather than maybe miss a little bit time at the end of the game where you might be able to um, run them a little bit ragged. I know he's not the quickest player, but you know, he's got the strength. He's got a great first touch. So you never know. We might get that side of things, but yeah, I'm happy that it looks like he's going to be traveling. Um, and I'm really excited to see if he makes his debut, um, but great stuff about the game this weekend. It's going to be awesome. It's at a reasonable time for everyone. I want to say, even um, in Belgium, it'll be what, 10 o'clock kickoff for, for her and it's a nine o'clock kickoff for me this this weekend. So happy days. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Uh, other bits of news we've got is, again, this seemed to, I think it was today, that's this came out again from Pablo, Robert Stam, Sam Steskel um, of the um, Athletic. Moses Nyman. Looks like he's going to be leaving us. Um, a bit of a bit of a shame. He has quite a lot of potential, but not consistent enough um, in my eyes. Uh, it looks like he's going to be transferred to Belgian second division side SK Beveren. Not come across these guys before, um, so be interesting to see how he fits in there. Fees reported to be around three hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars plus a sell-on fee. So if it gets sold on. Uh, we'll make something back a bit like the Griffin Yao deal, but obviously a little bit more up front. I want to know whether you guys think that's a good idea. Um, obviously, he's not been playing a lot for us. Um, kind of disappeared again after being sent off against Cincinnati. Same as last season. Um, seems to have happened. I wonder whether this is more towards maybe a confidence thing uh, where it can play in a team that's not as well know and get that game time have less pressure on him to help him develop and then maybe we'll bring him back later on um i'm excited to see what he could do um i think it'll be a great move for him and hopefully we'll build up that consistency that he needs to be a regular starter so hopefully it'll come good 
Um, again, if you've got any thoughts on that, please do drop them in the old Judy chatter. Um, other bits, uh, Taxi, um, obviously he played in MLS All-Star. Um, great to see him after he's been scoring on a regular basis. Well, I say regular basis, yeah. We've not had anyone score uh, recently, but um, when he first joined us, he was hit the ground running. Um, he wore the number five shirt um, in the MLS All-Star match. And we actually revealed the reason why, because obviously number five for a striker isn't a usual number. Um, and it was all to do with his friendship with Brad's, uh, Brad Smith. Um, they seem to have been getting on really well from the get-go. And he said he sent him a message showing him showing the number to show him that he stands with him and that he loves him. I think that's a really nice touch. Um, shows the togetherness of the squad and and it's taxi. I mean, he always seems to have a smile on his face. So it's great that he's built up friendships within the team straight away. And he's getting on with uh, everyone because, again, the rumours about him before he joined us was that he was a bit of a, um, a disruption in the dressing room and he didn't get on well and he was always one of those guys that I'm trying to think of the word I can't think of the word uh, it, it disrupted like I said um, but that doesn't even seem to have been the case um, since he's joined us and I'm really happy to see that and long may it continue last bit of news that I got uh, from this last week uh, Rooney's admitted that the hopes of a playoff for this year I've I've gone. I think those hopes had gone a little bit before for us as fans, but for him, yeah, they've gone. Uh, that defeat against uh, Philadelphia was the final nail in the coffin for him. Bit of an embarrassment, shame. Um, just if if it was going to go wrong, it went wrong in that game for the second time against Philly. Obviously, I don't need to remind you guys out there what happened the first time we played them this season. But, you know, that was it. So playoffs not going to happen this year, but that's why we start 2023 now. Hence the name of the uh, episode. We need to prep for next year. We need to make sure uh, we get in the players who we know will be here next year, getting that game time and, you know, blood those people in, get the fitness up, get them ready. Uh, Cause we can't have another year like this. Cause this has just been, appalling there's been chats um, about whether it's been worse than 2013 some people say yes some people say no because we've got more points in the league this year but some people are saying yes because we won a cup in uh, 2013 so it feels worse because we've really broken some bad records um which i will mention soon uh, a couple of those it's just been diabolical uh, for me I want to see something change over the next few games for the rest of the season. I just want, I want to see the pressure off us. Um, if Rooney's saying that we've got no hopes of playoff, well, let's just kick some ass. Let's just go out there and disrupt everyone else's season just to make things a little bit more exciting. Nobody's going to expect us to do anything now. Everyone's thinking, yeah, it's DC United. They're not going to score any goals. They're going to get beat. Let's just turn up and spoil the party, eh? I mean, we need we nearly did it against LAFC, um, where we really played very, very well. They only scored when we were down to 10 men, and that was because 
a Joey had slipped over and there was an open goal. So, you know, there is talent there. It just needs to be found in the right way. I, I, I truly believe this can be a team that can go places, but we need to have that consistency. We need to have that confidence. You know, just things just need to happen. Well, we can't, couldn't have got much closer to getting a goal against Philadelphia, hitting the post, having a penalty that should have been a penalty not given. What more can we do without actually hitting the back of the net? So, you know, yeah. But that's the news. I'm going to roll the theme. And then we're going to start talking about last weekend's game. So, last weekend's game. Philadelphia. Thanks very much. Um, just before I start going through that, as I was just saying, we've had three gaffers in one season. That's the reality of the situation. There's been absolutely no chance of these boys settling into any coaching start. Oh yeah, I completely agree with that. It's It's been a tough old year. Three coaches, two of them similar styles, but not consistent. And then Rooney coming in with a completely new formation, a completely new style of play. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, but these are professional footballers. They are paid to do something. And, you know, there's only so much leeway we can give them. But, hey, I'm not a professional footballer, so I don't know that. Um, anyway, Philly does, yeah. A game out of field, which I did stay up for. Um Stayed through the full game and suffered through it all. Apart from the same goal when I saw Jack out, um, but kind of glad I didn't see that one. I've seen the highlights there. Uh, so yeah, so we obviously got beat 6-0. Um, that's 13 goals conceded to Philadelphia in one in one year. Six of those uh, to Julian Carranza. Thanks for that. Um, Possession-wise, near enough 50-50, 49 points to 50.4. Um, shots, we have 14. So we have plenty of plenty of attempts uh, to their 22. We only had two on target, um, so that's 12. <laughs> 12. That's a, a ridiculous amount. Uh, offsides, two to their six. Uh, so plenty of offsides in this one. It's been a while since I've seen it that high. It's usually a couple of piece or one and... I've seen times when there's been no offsides this year. Um, eight fouls to their nine. So a real low amount of fouls considering what the season's been like for both teams. If I remember rightly, when I was previewing the game last week, I was expecting a lot of fouls in this game on average about every two to three minutes. But only 17 in this one. So pretty good. That just shows that there's there was a nice bit of flow to this one. Um and then expected goals, 1.5 to the 3 point. Was it 3.6 or that was 2.6? Either way, it was too many. Um, so on paper, yeah, we were well and truly beat. But there was a few things that, a few positives from DC. Um, the first 20 minutes, we did start really, really well. We did have that penalty shout turned down, which was in the third minute. Uh, Jack Elliott handling in the box. Um Second time he did it in a week and it wasn't given for the second time in a week. Uh, that's just really frustrating to say the least. Um, yeah, VAR didn't bother to give this one. To me, it was a blatant handball. Um, out here, well, not completely out there, but move back a bit. 
to there. Um, away from his body. Made his body bigger to be able to block it. And if that's not a penalty, I don't know what is. To me, that was Stonewall. That was just complete, utter penalty. Um, I thought I'd tune into the MLS instant replay segment that they do on YouTube. They thought it was a penalty as well, which I don't always agree with uh, Weeby and uh, Charlie, but you know, yeah, I couldn't believe it. When I saw that happen, I was like, no, that's that's not fair. <laughs> what I think in the in the DC UK chat, um, it was just like, what more do we need to do? Um, and then we started playing quite a decent amount, quite decent football. Um, there was a through ball from Miguel Berry to Ravel Morrison through one on one. Great save by um Andre Blake, really, really good save. Can't argue with that one. And then just a few minutes later in the 19th minute, Taxi hits the post. And I was just like, this is just, just our look. Really was our look. Um, then they go and score a goal, which was, to be fair, it was a decent goal. Um, Ure um, got himself some nice space. Um, nice little faint turn, uh, fake turn. Um, opened himself up and... Yeah, good finish. Questionable on some of the defending um, or whether we should have been tighter to him, but let's give the guy credit. It was a it was a good goal. Um, and then they got a penalty just before halftime as well. A soft penalty because Ure, again, and the man involved, went down very, very easily, but Alfaro allowed the ref to make that decision. Um, he put his foot in. And he shouldn't do that in the box. Not when you know any of the ball. So, yeah. Alfaro shouldn't have done it. But I've seen those decisions not given. So it was a bit... Mm. But yeah, then it was 2-0 just before half time. You think if we went in at the break 1-0 down, there was, there was an opportunity to get something out of the game. But going in 2-0 down just before half time makes life a little bit more tough. Um, you could tell heads were down because uh, when we came out in the second half, that was it. 47th minute. I don't know what Romo was doing. Just a pool ball out. Ends up with Carranza, who just, to be fair, again, a really lovely finish from uh, just outside the box, killed it into the far post. But Romo in the second half, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. It was just, it was horrific, horrendous match. And Rooney knew that at the post-match press conference, he even mentioned about it being unacceptable. It was a game for him to forget. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, as I was at the game, just, I, I'd hate to have been there um, for that one. Plenty of uh, Philly fans and in attendance for that one. I think there was um, 100 at the Screaming Eagles tailgate and then there was another 140 um, on top of that at the game. So you're looking at over 200 fans for this one, which for MLS, I'm I'm pleased to see that for a, a team that's on the road. Um, generally, because of things like the distance, you don't get a lot of fans going away. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I mean, in the first half, I did see and I heard fans chanting and it was nice and not just from the Chico stand. It was, and I hope, obviously, Isaiah, if you were there, I hope you agree that there was a bit more, um, there's more vocal, there was more sounds coming from all over the grounds rather than just in one place. Um, I would love to see more of that gone towards the end of the season and just going forward. Um, I know Heather was obviously in the, in the group chat just, saying that she was trying to get things going uh, where she sits so we need it um if you want the step if you want audi field to be a fortress we need it to be an intimidating atmosphere and we're not going to get intimidating if we just got one stand that's doing doing the doing the chance getting in the in the players faces we need it from all corners that's that's how it works and that's what you see in europe that's what you see in and in the EPL, in the championship in League One and League Two, it comes from all over. Yes, you have your main stand like the cop, you have you have things like that, but you don't seem to have that in MLS really. Um it seems a bit odd that you just have your support you have your support section. And that's it. That, that that's where the noise comes from. I'd I'd love to see it all over. Um <laughs> Again, as I thank you for coming in there. Um, Romo was playing forward of the midfield line way too often and it was embarrassing. He's not an MLS goalkeeper. Um, I mean, he, he has his moments. That's, I will I will give him some credit. He has some good moments. He is able to pull off a good save. But yes, he plays really far out. Rooney wants him to do that. Rooney wants him to play far out. Or maybe he's not that far out, but um, yeah. Sometimes I just think we need to go back to basics. Just simple four fourteen. It's what I love, and just a bit of static, classic wing play, hard midfield like we have in Paulson. Obviously, our defense was makeshift as well. I've got to put that out there. Um, Obviously, Burnbound being suspended, uh, injuries, you know, it was just one of those things. Um, people in Chico Stan were leaving in the 70th minute. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised they were leaving. It was an abysmal performance. And if there's any way you're going to get front office to know us, is by emptying the stadium. I'm... I'm not 100% against doing that. Um, I think it's uh, it's a good protest to do. Um, and that's one of the things that did come up in when I was asking for you, your guys' opinions about that game. Um, Victor on Instagram was saying, is this time for an organized fan protest? Um, there's ways we can do it and there's ways that um, you can get the front office to notice about our upset and our frustration with what's happening um and you saw with what happened with the spirit and how well that was done and how that was um got change made um i'm one i'm just one guy um on a podcast over in in another in another continent um is it time for an organized protest <laughs> the change needs to be made and i don't <laughs> The backroom team. So when I say backroom, I mean Rooney, the coaches, apart from maybe Chad, because he's been there a long time. But there's there's people in the club who've been there a very, very long time. 
I think that's what needs to change. We've got we've got a mixture of old heads and we've got a, and got new heads. And I don't think we can truly move on into MLS what whatever number we're going to call it now. If we still got people thinking like it's MLS 1.0, 1.52, because that's years ago. Um, you could probably think about who I'm talking about here. Um, I don't want to name names, but um, I'm not talking about Lucy. I'm not talking about Sean. Um, take that what, from what that what you want. Um, so I'm just going to go through some of the points that um, that were raised with me when I asked for your guys' opinions because. I don't think it'd be fair if I just ignore those. Um, but Adrian, um, who's a member of DCK, just said, is it next season yet? Well, not quite though. We've still got a few games to go. We wish it was next season, but you know, there's still time to get some proud moments out of the year. Yes, we can't look on the season overall as a good season. That's well and truly long gone, but there's still games in the season where we can cause a few upsets and have some good games. And I think we just need to allow the players just to play the game without any pressure. So, and get us prepared for 2023. So we can use this time now wisely to get some, just get to know the players better um, and what they can truly do uh, without that pressure on them now. Hopefully, uh, Rooney, if you're listening, um, or any of the players, if you listen out there, pressure's off you. Just play your game. Just get some get some results. We just need to get that first goal. And, and just break it down into small, easy chunks. Break it down. Look at the first 15 minutes. We've been doing a lot better in those first 15 minutes since we conceded however many times in a row in the first 10 to 15 minutes. We've sorted that bit out. The next bit is the goal. So if we can get there then things will just start building. So, and that's the kind of thing I use when I, when I've been, when I used to play golf a lot, it's just break it down into chunks. So I used to do the first three holes and then moving on to the next three holes and then so on and so forth. So you just do those three holes and you forget about them. That's what we need to do. And as a team is get through those first 15 minutes without conceding. Then the next 15 minutes, let's look to score a goal. And then the next 15 minutes, Let's not concede. Let's not concede before half time. That's I think that's how we need to do it. Um, Eric, um, who also is uh, a DC UK member, he's one of the newest members. Um, just saying that was a very good Philly team. Yes, hundred percent. They're one of the best teams in uh, well, best team in Eastern at the moment. Um, they took down a DC unit that is short on fitness, as Rumi has mentioned. Totally depleted at the back, which when you've got Romo and goal. Uh, Birnbaum out, uh, suspended. Heinz Eich out injured. Smith injured. So yeah, we really are playing not our full strength team there. Still not used to playing together and vulnerable to collapse. The problems are now he trusts Rooney to correct them. And I think that's a great little sentiment at the end that he trusts Rooney to correct them. And I think given time, give this off season, um, we will have quite a lot of change, I think. And what we'll see was once Rooney's got that full preseason under his belt with the team, properly nailed down his philosophy. I think we'll we'll see twenty twenty three come good. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom Lice, who gets mentioned on the broadcasts uh, quite often alongside ourselves. Um, so 
welcome to uh welcome to the show tom i know you do watch and listen quite often uh it was like it's just unacceptable even if it was three games in eight days with a long travel in the middle um he's asking what do i think it says about the other guys on the team that paulson who's been here for around a month chose to go and apologize to the chicos and after the game i think that shows a heck of a lot of character from Paulson. Um, he was given the captain's armband. Um, I think that's absolutely right that he went and done that. I think that's great. The It was an unacceptable result and he went over to apologise. That's, I think that's how it should be. And he did that off his own back. Um, not, it's nothing from the longer term guys. Um, that, that could be down to embarrassment, could be down to shame. Um, they, I mean, they had the, what was it? The meet, meet the team the next day. Not great. Uh, very bad timing for that. So yeah. If any of you guys out there were at the meet the team event, um, what was the feeling like? Could you tell that they just come off a six nil defeat? Um, was there any comments? I would love to know. Um, uh, Brian Lake, um, who was also a member of DC UK, um, just it was asking, is the season over yet? I wish. Because we could just forget about this year and just move on to the next one. But, you know, as I've said previously, we can use this time wisely to, you know, really get, get going and make a difference um, ready for 2023. So as, as the season, as the episode title is, 2023 starts now. That's what we've got to be thinking about. Uh, Daniel M on Twitter last time this happened we got Rooney and six new players uh, without as an expectation what should we expect to happen following this loss Where what else is there besides changing front office <laughs> what is there left to change we've had numerous managers we've had numerous players come and go and we've still got players coming and going um, we've had change in the back room the last, last bit is the front offers. Um, would this cause them to leave? I don't think so. Not at all. So just having a quick drink of water there. Um, it would take something big for something to change, especially with the front office. Um, don't know what that would be. Maybe that's down to Victor's point. Uh, fan, organized fan protest. Hmm. Yeah, we're all frustrated. We're all embarrassed. We're all annoyed. And all the we're just feeling a bit negative right now as as fans of DC United. And Rooney is someone who we can get behind, but we need to know that the front office are a hundred percent behind them because if they're anything less. It really does need to change. There's not, I don't know how many chances we need to give them. Is, have we given them enough chances and that is it when that changes? But would that just really disrupt 2023? Um, yeah, it's a difficult one. Uh, Harish just coming in on the chat there, not over the loss yet, to be honest. It made the Chico stand quiet for a few minutes when you thought things couldn't go worse. Yeah, I know, uh, Harish, you were in the um, you were in the Chico stands from um, from what I remember uh, in that game. So, yeah, it, it was a tough one, incredibly tough. Um, Heather, 
Woke up convinced that it was a seven and loss. Um, so slightly better than she remembers. Heather, is it still a rem- better than you remembered? Um, you know, <laughs> what can you say? Um, D- so DC Winnerman on Twitter is asking, why is Kamara not starting? Uh, Barry's been ineffectual. Uh, he's been ineffectual from the point of uh, he's not scored yet. Uh, for a striker, that what you're paid to do is uh, score goals. That's what it appears to be. But um, he's got good. Um, he's got a great first touch. He can hold up the ball really well. But I think what will happen is um, Benteke comes in, and we'll see Barry and Kamara on the bench. I'd expect it to be taxiing uh, Benteke up top. That, that's that's how I see it. So and uh, Rodriguez and Hopkins on the wings with Paulson and maybe Canals and midfield Canals or Durkin. That's how I see it being in the midfield and up top. Um, Lucasa, uh, well, actually, just going back onto the uh, the Kamara bit. I just don't see him playing. Yes, he was our leading goal scorer in almost one golden boot last year, but I, I genuinely just don't see it happen. Uh, Harish rightly says Ravel. Yeah, I forgot about forgot about Ravel there for a moment. Um, yeah. Oh, or maybe then it would be Knaus or Durkin with Paulson in the centre. Then Taxi on the right, Ravel just behind Benteke and Rodriguez on the left. So the 4-2-3-1. That's actually that's more of a likely or a 4-3-3 with uh, Ravel in the middle alongside either Durkin, Knaus, or Paulson. One of those two. Um yeah, Lacasa, uh, not a great night for the home supporters being outsung by Phillies visiting fans all game. They didn't come across like that on the broadcast, so I'll respectfully disagree with that one. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Chico stand and where do they go from here? Um, well, the Chico stand's invaluable. They've got to be behind the team, but it's it, like I said before, it doesn't just need to be the Chico stand. It needs to be the full stadium that needs to be behind the team. Um, what I'd also like to see is us attacking the Chico stand in the second half. We don't seem to do that enough. I and I've seen it mentioned before. I can't remember where, but um, it was um, asked me what what I thought about that, and I'm I'm like, we want to be attacking our loud end in the second half. Really, I don't think we should be doing it in the first. So, yeah, um, I, I think Harish is just agreeing with me there. We need to attack that side in the second half, but we also need the atmosphere to be coming from all corners uh, of the stadium so I know again as I mentioned before Heather you were trying to get where you are going and if I can say anything to the fans out there to you guys out there who go to the games uh, whether you're a season ticket member or whether you just go out on the odd occasion get behind the team by singing the songs um what I would actually love to see is, and uh, if anyone from the club is listening, um, is get the lyrics for the songs on the scoreboards so everyone knows what, what to sing at the right times. That would be very cool. Or have have it on the app 
or have it have little printouts or cards on each seat. Why can't we do that? Just to just to help push things through, just to get things going, just to start it off. Um, I would love to know whether you guys think that's a good idea. Do we do we get the songs up on the scoreboard, or do we get the songs on the on the website or on the app? Something just to get the atmosphere going again. Um, so that's why I think it should go from here. So again, so attack the Chico stand in the second half and get the full stadium going um, by just getting the lyrics to all the chance. So uh, Screaming Eagles, District Soldiers, get that going. Get get together. Get the get all the songs together. Get them into one place, uh, send them into the club, and let's get something going. Um, Heather thinks that's a great idea, so thank you very much. Uh, so that's that game, um, which leads us on to this weekend's game, which is away from home. So can't really do much at the moment, but uh, I know some people will be at the game this weekend in that massive stadium in Mercedes-Benz. Um, but it is... Atlanta versus DC United at the Mercedes-Benz August 28th 2022 uh, 4pm Eastern Time kickoff 9pm 9pm I love that 9pm kickoff for us over here in the UK and for us it's also live on Sky Sports Football so it is on the main um, pay TV uh, channels awesome to see I'll I think actually for everywhere else, it's not it's not on the DC website this week. Uh, no, it is on Univision, TUDN, and on Twitter with English audio. So no Dave Johnson this weekend, which is a huge shame because I oh, will miss will miss Dave. So I'll probably end up watching on Sky Sports uh, for this one, which is great. I love that. Getting to watch it on actual normal TV. Um, so yeah, so there are a few things about this one. So head-to-head wise, it's been 13 games as set in the trivia question. Um, we've won six, Atlanta have won seven. There's been no draws. Uh, so you know there's going to be goals in this one. Um, Atlanta have won five of the last six uh, between between the two sides. DC, we've won once in those six um, previous games. As mentioned, there's been no draws, which means there's a second highest amount of meetings between between two sides that have not had a draw the only other fixture that's had more is Dallas versus Tampa Bay so that shows you how long ago that was and that was with 18 games without a draw um Atlanta have only won four matches in the last 21 um leading back to the DC game on uh, April 2nd so they're not being fantastic this year either um we've also um was we had uh, DC's defeat of 6-0 was the third time we've been beaten by at least that margin in our history the other two times were against Philly in July and New York City FC October last year um, Joseph Martinez has scored seven times against us um, six of those at the Mercedes-Benz uh, so no player has actually scored more times at home against a single opponent um, than he has. He's actually tied with three others. Um, we've scored, to, failed to score in the last five straight MLS matches for the second time in the club history. We've previously done that um, July to August, so same time of year, back in 2002. The last time a team went six straight matches without scoring 
was Chivas USA in 2014. So, yeah. Uh, Atlanta's roster, so they've got three DPs, then Tiago Almeida, Luis Arajo, and Joseph Martinez. They've got two players in the Under-22 initiative in Franco Ibarra and Santiago Sosa. And they do have one generation Adidas player and Eric Santino, um, who's currently out on loan. They've got a number of homegrown players as well. So they've, we know how dangerous these guys can be. Um, they're normally a very good side. Um, they've they've got a decent coach. Just things haven't quite gone to plan for them this year. Um, we all know how that feels. So... Um, but the Mercedes-Benz is a great stadium. It's got the atmosphere, which is quite intimidating. Um, it's loud. It's on turf because it's also shared with uh, NFL. So it's not great. But Brett Guzan is out injured, which is a shame. I'm sad about that because I love watching Brad Guzan fumble against us. He's done it on many occasions. It would have been nice to see that again. But uh, no ball, Brad. No ball, Brad. This weekend, um, yeah, it's a shame. Um, I wouldn't want to know your score predictions out there for this one because it'll be tough. Uh, let's just think about. Obviously, we've got uh, Ben Teki potentially making his debut. Um, so, is it going to be enough change this weekend um, to make a difference for us? Are we going to? get that goal are we gonna do anything in this one um my realistic headsets head says no i it's i just don't see us getting anything out of this game i think it's gonna be another defeat which is horrible for me to say um but the pressure is off because playoffs we can't get them um it's just we're so far behind we are let me just bring the table up in just a moment I'm just going to go through some of the comments whilst that's loading Harry uh, just previously gone on about uh, the out of field situation uh, it does also have a dedicated away stand out of field to have had a lot of away fans getting getting a seat in the Chico stand okay okay um, a couple of things on that one we don't really need to have a dedicated away stand. Um, I enjoy the fact in MLS that there's no dedicated away areas. Um, or generally there's no dedicated away areas. You can't sit. You can get a ticket wherever. I like that. I don't want us to segregate home and away fans um, like we do over here. To me, that just ends up encouraging a bit of hooliganism and things like that. Um that's what I love about MLS atmosphere. Um, going to MLS games, fans get on, generally speaking, anyway. Um, but you just don't make this tickets available for the Chico stand to away fans. That's one thing. But also, if we're going to, if they've got tickets for other areas in the stadium and they're still getting in the Chico stand, that's down to security, really, isn't it? They shouldn't be allowing it. Um, but then, if they get in the Chico stand, let them. Just let them have, the, have them. Just have to sing them, though. And if they cause a little bit of an issue, then get security involved. But, you know, 
actually, I wouldn't want a dedicated away stand. More of a dedicated away area, maybe. Um, but again, allow them allow the mixture. Um, Heather, uh, Ticketmaster issue too, because anyone can buy a ticket in the sections. <sighs> Ticketmaster, that's another thing, isn't it? We don't generally have that issue over here. Um, you get the tickets from from the club, and that's it. If you resell them, that's down to you. But generally speaking, you get the tickets from the club. So, yeah, Ticketmaster, shaky fist. Um, and yeah, they're not going to change their policy. Absolutely, they just want their money at the end of the day. That's all they're after. Um, and the away fans were moved to different seats. Cool. That's awesome then. Um, that's that's If that's what's happening, then I'm happy about that. That's fine. Let's just try prevent it from happening in the first place. But if we can't, at least they get moved away. So that's cool. Uh, right. So back to the standings. Uh, so Atlanta are currently just above us, uh, but they are eight points clear. So this could close the gap to Atlanta quite nicely. Uh, if we can do that, that'll be five game, five points in it. But we're still we've played the same amount of games. We don't have any games. We have one game in hand on Toronto, who are on the same points. So it's yeah. And just to kind of just put in emphasis on the Rooney point about our playoff hopes being completely dead and buried. Columbus, who are on 35 points, have played one game less than us. Um, and Miami, <laughs> into Miami. How are they in there? Come on. Um, they're on 36. So they're what, 14 points. And we've got eight games left. That's 24. 24 points up for grabs for DC Niners. Yeah. And that's why the playoffs are dead to us now. Um, yeah. Uh, Harish did go, is going for a 1 1 draw. Um, I would like that. I mean, that means we've got a goal. Uh, means we're not being beat. And it's progress. So, and it's, it's had a tough, tough stadium for us, um, generally speaking. The key thing is keeping. Joseph Martin is quiet. Um, Thiago Almeida quiet. Uh, they're for me, they're two big players. Uh, Almeida is a quality, quality midfielder, and yeah, Martinez was well. His record speaks for itself, doesn't it? Um, my head says like a two 0 defeat. My heart says a draw. So let's go with that. Let's go for the draw. All right, I'll I'll agree with Harish a one-one draw for the progress for the goal and for not getting beat. I would love to see a Chow start. I would love to. I would love to see Nahaki playing. I would love to see Benteke play. Um, Paulson needs to be back in midfield. I'd love to see him actually keep the uh, captain's armband. I think that would that was a good call by Wayne um, to give him that armband. Um, yeah, uh, Heather's a great. Would love a one-one draw. Um, I think we, I think we can do it. I think a one-one draw is not nowhere near out there. Rams a possibility. A win is, I mean, 
if I was a betting man and I put a, just a bet on a win, I'd win a lot of money. Let's put it that way. Um, cool. So one one draws, I think, is kind of the theme there. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm, it's nice to have another 9 p.m. kickoff. That seems to be the way when we play Atlanta. Um, has been for a little while now. Whether it's been home or away, I like it. Those are the kind of kickoffs I can get behind. Hopefully next year when it's on Apple TV, that'll be it. We'll have sensible kickoffs. And we'll have a nice little extra bit of roof as well on the stadium. Um, right. We had one uh, general question from Daniel, um, who you all know. Um, he's, well, let me just get that little bit off the, uh, off the bottom of the screen there. There we go. Um, don't forget, obviously, subscribe and like uh, this show. If you're not subscribed to the channel um, or subscribe to the podcast, do that now. Um, and yeah, like this video because that, it always helps. Um, so I want to see those like numbers going up. Um, for one of the normal episodes, I think the most we've had is like seven or eight likes. So we need more than that. Come on, we could do it. Um, and if you're listening to the uh, podcast, please leave a little review. Um, it, whether it's you like like the podcast if you don't like it tell me why you don't like it and what can i do to improve it because if i don't get criticism and constructive criticism how will i get even better than i am now because i you know i am good i'll leave it good great i'll let i'll let you guys decide if i'm great um so daniel and just ask got any thoughts on how dcu will clean the house this off season uh, probably by getting a feather duster and going up and getting the cobwebs out. Um, but genuinely, there will be a lot of turnover in the playing squad, I think. Um, I think this is where we'll see a few of the old heads leave. There's a few contracts coming up for renewal um, that probably won't get renewed, I think. I think that's a, a huge possibility that that will happen. Um, and I think what we'll see is more younger players come in. I think that's what that's what's going to happen. We'll have a few, a few young heads coming through. Whether that's through the academy and through Loudoun United remains to be seen, but I would love to see a few younger players being brought in. Um, fresh blood, young blood, uh, a bit of emphasis, a bit of uh, passion, a bit of desire to really kick things on. Um, the difficulty behind that is actually bringing those players in because of obviously the, the recent history but the Wayne Rooney factor that will say a lot and that's what said said it all to Ben Teke because Wayne rang him and said do you want to come so there is the Wayne Rooney effect there so hopefully um, we'll get a few people coming in but in answer to your question Daniel feather duster get in the corners on the tops of cupboards and things that's how we will clean the clean house this off season um, how will I clean up we'll get a hoover out you know um, make sure you get under the sofas you know get under those things like that um, right we're coming up to uh, trivia time uh, for the answer so just to remind you guys the question in 13 games against Atalanta United, we've had 13 different goal scorers. Well, who has scored the most goals? 
Any any answers going to come in the chat before I reveal the answer? Is there anyone going to have a nice little guess? Um, because it's a good one. And it might not be who you, who you expect it to be. Now, bearing in mind the first game against Atlanta United. Let me just get the head-to-head back up again. So they've got a lovely website which brings up all the head-to-heads. That is on uk.soccerway.com. If you ever want to have a little look at it, it's fantastic. Um, Gives you some great stats. Gives you the history of the games. um, Everything that you kind of need to know. Uh, Gives you goals scored, goals conceded. Um, So uh, we've scored 18 goals in total. And consider 22, just so you've got that. And we've won 18 points. Obviously, we won six. So, uh, the first game between the two sides back on April 30th, 2017. So, the fixture's only been gone for five years. Um, but the answer to this week's trivia question is Lucio Acosta. He scored five times. But coming in in second is Michael Parkhurst. He's got two own goals. Everyone else has got a single goal against Atlanta United. So there you go. That is this week's trivia. I hope you enjoyed that one. Um, very, very interesting to see. Uh, to see that, I was when I was looking through, I was like, okay, Costa's scoring quite a few. I was expecting some others with a couple of goals, but things like that. But no, Michael Parkhurst. Former Atlanta United defender scored two on goals for for us. Doesn't that remind you of 2013? Anyway, so as I said at the beginning of the episode, 2023 starts now. The pressure's off and we're going to, we just need to get some goals in. Benteke could be making his debut. So hopefully that helps. Um, but we're going to wrap things up now. We're just hitting just under the hour mark. So a bit of a short episode this week, but thank you all out there for watching. Um, if you've tuned in live, uh, thank you for watching. If you've tuned in after the fact, and thank you for listening. Um, it's always a pleasure. If you're not following on Twitter, um, it's at DC United Kingdom, Facebook, uh, DC United Kingdom FC and Instagram is DC UK FC. Um, if you're, want to support in the show in any way you can become a member of dc night kingdom um all you need to do is just hit up dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership um you'll see uh, there's a twitter group that we have um so the chat goes on in there it's very very cool um anyone's welcome uh doesn't matter who you are you are welcome to come and join us um there is some great chat there's some massive opinions in there um but that's what drives some great chat so come and join us um and if you want to support the show in any other way um there's links down in the descriptions and in the show notes um you can buy me a coffee there's buymeacoffee.com for slash the united kingdom um but there's you can buy merch like this cherry blossom jersey um that's always available there's other t-shirts mugs pint glasses you name it it's probably there um to come and join us come and buy some merch come and support the show because everything goes back into the cost of the show because you know it costs stuff to make this um but yeah let's wrap things up uh thank you again for watching listening don't forget to subscribe leave leave a like and leave a little review if you're 
listening on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you can leave a review. And until next time, Far Watch United.